Thus says Yahweh, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. Welcome to Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. I am your host, Rich Vane. On today's episode, I question, when did we take a left turn off the main road? From the original languages of Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, subsequently translated into Latin and then English, and of course a variety of other languages, the very words of the canonized Bible, both Old and New Testaments, have impacted the vast majority of people from around the world for countless centuries. From those very powerful words, written by approximately 40 authors over the span of about 1,500 years, comes the voice of Yahweh God to the people that inhabit this planet. All things came from God through Yeshua Jesus, the Son of God, according to the very words of the Holy Scriptures. It says in Colossians chapter 1, verses 16-17, through 17, For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the first of the 66 collected books that make up the Holy Bible, says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Through the timeline of the Bible, we learn that God created Adam and Eve, who fell into sin and lost the paradise God had given them, you know, the Garden of Eden. Subsequently, through the lineage, Noah came about, but so did rampant sin against God, who then flooded the planet, saving only Noah and his family to start fresh. Essentially, God establishes a group of people through Abraham and his offspring to be a holy people. Holy simply means called out. And to eventually establish his laws to these people through his prophet Moses, after God led the Hebrew people, and Hebrew means crossover, out of bondage, which was Egypt. He gives them a land, the promised land, to live in and to worship him. Unfortunately, the 12 tribes that are now called Israelites have conflicts with one another and are separated northern ten tribes, southern two tribes. And they go through many rise and fall periods because they kept breaking God's laws. Even after the multitudes of warnings from various prophets of God to repent, which means to turn away from sin, their sins continued. This went on for centuries. But God had a plan for not only the Jews, but for the rest of the people as well. The last Old Testament period prophet came proclaiming that the promised one, the Messiah, who would take away the sins of the world, would be coming. John the Baptist announced that one was coming to take the punishment for all sins and give all people a way to be restored to God. Thus, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, he came. Jesus followed and fulfilled all the laws and commandments of God perfectly something that no one can do. And he gave us an example to follow. 
And since the punishment for sin is death, the way prescribed to atone for sin was a pure and perfect blood sacrifice. God gave his son Jesus as that sacrifice. He was pure and perfect. He took the punishment for all the sins, past, present, and future, and made it that whoever believes in him, follows him, makes him Lord of their lives, confesses and repents of sins, will be saved from eternal death. While Yeshua was walking on this planet, he had followers that he taught the ways of God to. They became his disciples, or the apostles, who would subsequently continue on the teachings of Christ even after Yeshua rose from death into eternal life in heaven. As the number of new believers grew, they were soon called Christians, followers of Yeshua as their Messiah. This Christianity began as an outgrowth of Judaism and still remained the believer's basis of their worship and knowledge of God through their understanding of the Tanakh, what we call the Old Testament. The early church continued the Jewish traditions as seen in their later writings, the four Gospels, the Epistles, and various other texts that subsequently coalesced into what is now called the New Testament. Even non-Jewish people, what they called Gentiles, who believed in Yahweh God and saw Jesus as the Messiah, were grafted into this worship. There's always been non-Jewish people who worshiped the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the centuries with the Israelites, as noted in the Old Testament. There's all kinds of examples, such as the several references to sojourners in the Torah. Thus, the early church of believers in Yeshua gathered regularly together to worship Yahweh on the Sabbath and teach about Yeshua and his way to others. Now, I'm going to stop right here and just for reference, let you know I'm not a Messianic Jew, nor do I hold to a Hebrew roots or Torah observant religious belief. I will say, though, that I think that the vast majority of modern church denominations and movements have drifted extremely far from the true roots of Christianity's origin and beliefs. Sadly, in many circles, it's come to the point where they've even gone to the extreme of completely dismissing the Old Testament, or at the very least, have minimized the true intent of God's plan for all people and how they should live and worship. The God of the Torah didn't change the rules along the way. Nor did he delete the standing orders of how he's to be worshipped. Yeshua Jesus never said that the old ways were done away with and we can now worship the Creator God in a whole new fashion. So, when did this all get purged and whitewashed and become this homogenized new religion? At what point did the followers of Christ put away the teachings of the Torah and worship at the synagogues on the Sabbath, which does technically fall on Saturday. But when did all this stop? And better yet, why? There's a lot of history that's either being ignored or erased that shows really that man injected his own agendas and ideologies into the Christian religion. Being a follower of Yeshua HaMashiach, or as it's been Americanized, Westernized, Englishized, whatever, Jesus the Messiah, doesn't change anything from the Old Testament other than the temple sacrifices were done away with because Yeshua's ultimate sacrifice. All this is based on what I've read within the scriptures, all the scriptures, 
and I've studied in the history. You can look this stuff up yourself, folks. We know from history that the early church evolved to a point where the early leaders, they wanted to separate themselves from the Jewish religion altogether. When Emperor Constantine, he was the Roman emperor, he was a pagan, and then he became a Christian. He wanted the Christian uh, group support. So he started Romanizing that Christian religion, and he created this council, the Council of Nicaea in 325, to declare what the Christian religion was to believe in. Essentially, accomplishing by the 4th century that Judaism was purged from Christianity and the two were deemed separate entities, neither to be practiced together. But prior to this declared split by these so-called leaders, the believers of Yeshua were practicing the Jewish Torah and the customs set out in the Hebrew Bible, which was the Old Testament. It's also during the council that they felt the need to separate the Jewish Passover from Easter, or the crucifixion of Christ. Easter was severed away from Passover in this new orthodoxy and changed the calendar and the theme and the connections and all that. Also changed was the day of worship gatherings. No longer would it be on the Sabbath, the Saturday, but instead on a Sunday, just because they wanted to segregate the two. In fact, it was through these evolutions that many of today's westernized holidays related to Christianity, were invented. You could not believe in Jesus and go to synagogue on Sabbath per the leaders of the new Christian religion. In fact, there was a lot of anti-Jewish discourse and writings or sermons that came about at this time, such as from Bishop John Chrysostom's sermon in 397 to 407 is when that guy lived, but his sermon was called Against the Jews. Essentially, this chasm grew and grew between the Christian faith and the Jewish faith, the very Jewish faith from which it all originated from. With all the new declarations of what Christian orthodoxy should look like, it expanded and essentially became a whole new separate religion. So you're asking yourself, why am I sharing this Reader's Digest condensed version of the church history with you? All this just to point out something that so many people who proclaim themselves to be believers in Jesus Christ, folks that may or may not be active participants in the many modern Christian churches out there today, are all completely unaware that all of their current denominations and doctrines and such that are part of the so-called Protestant and even the Catholic churches today are so far removed from the original first church, the true church and purpose, man decided that he didn't like what God had instituted, that it was too archaic. And he felt that he knows better. He knows a better way of doing things more than God does. And it's this kind of thinking that will cause God to give them over to their own passions and demise. Let's look at Romans chapter 1 verses 21 through 25. It says, for although they knew God, now, these are people that know God. They're, they're worshipers of God and Jesus. They know God. But it says, They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. They changed. Now, it says, Claiming to be wise, and these were all these smart people that were the Jewish leaders that later became Christian leaders that now are 
popes and bishops and cardinals and all these fancy titles, claiming to be wise, they actually became fools. And what did they do? They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. In other words, they started building statues and pictures and worshiping this and worshiping that. And what happened after all of that? It says, therefore, God gave them up. Gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth that they knew about God for a lie, the lie that they created, started worshiping and serving the creature rather than the creator. They were worshiping each other, worshiping their statues, worshiping their fancy buildings, worshiping their clothes and their big hats and all these other things. That's what they worshiped. But they decided to worship that rather than the truth that they had before. These verses and so many other warnings from God to man within the covers of the Holy Bible They're not just talking about lifestyles in the flesh. These warn of how man's self-righteousness and arrogance to depart from how we're to worship God will eventually be man's complete downfall and dismissal from God. God commands us in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, that you shall love Yahweh God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. But instead, man decided to dismiss the truth and create their own lie. And the part that many have ignored or dismissed altogether is that God's commands have not changed from Genesis to Revelation. The only thing that changed in history is what man has decreed for himself. I mean, if the Bible is God's word, and it's the same yesterday, today, and forever— then why did man deviate from it? If God declares that the grass may wither and the flower eventually fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever, then why have the assemblies and councils of men dismissed large portions of Scripture? Psalm 33.11 says that the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. Sounds to me like there's nothing new. There's no new version that God would be switching to because he sent Yeshua as a propitiation for our sins against his holiness and against his decrees. In fact, there really isn't a New Testament from the Old Testament, but rather a pre-Messiah and post-Messiah section of the whole of Scripture. I mean, we all accept the Ten Commandments. So why do we dismiss all the rest of his commands? Folks, as I've been battling within regarding the issues of my faltering faith within these last several months, I felt that maybe God had given me over because of my weaknesses and confusion. I couldn't resolve the many red flags that kept cropping up as I tried to rectify and remedy myself to all the theology and the doctrines I've studied over the many years. I just knew something was wrong, and it didn't help that the enemy took advantage of that to get me believing that I walked away from God or that I was never saved or that I was, per some theological stances, predestined to hell. Yet, now I'm seeing that perhaps it wasn't just me that was confused, though, disclaimer, I'm still sorting out quite a bit here, but that the current state of the accepted Christian religions in the world today are actually 
wrong. That history shows man taking liberties with God to change God's decrees and laws and commands just to fit his own ideologies and narratives. Essentially, the vast majority of today's Christian churches are following deviated orthodoxy that was created by men who were bent on removing the very Jewishness of God's people and God's Messiah, who was himself Jewish. With all that said, I'm just letting you know I'm taking a new course in life regarding Bible reading and Bible believing. Since these are Jewish scriptures written by Jewish believers that follow a Jewish worship decreed by Yahweh God, the very God who gave us all a Jewish Messiah, who had Jewish followers and disciples, who all kept the Jewish customs and traditions and worship, and historically had grafted in the Gentiles who wanted to worship and study and believe in the very same Yahweh God and follow the Jewish ways, I plan on rereading the Bible in its entirety, but without the man-made doctrines or theologies that I've been indoctrinated into believing were right up until now. I will be reading the Holy Scriptures with a first-century Jewish and Gentile perspective, as all of this was intended from the very beginning. I truly believe that the books will be more alive and enlightening to this old soul than I could have ever imagined. Amen. This has been Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Rich Fangen, and I thank you for taking the time to listen to my ramblings and rants and even confusions as I'm trying to sort out all these things that God has been putting on my heart and showing me and illuminating to me so that I dig into his truth and his word from his perspective, not from mine, not from yours, not from man's. May you be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen.